0: an all-consuming experience. In fact, you never realize how much you use your back until it is injured. It's also an emotionally intimidating experience, especially for those people who tend to use movement to turn down or turn off their negative emotions. All physical ailments have an emotional slash mental root. Even those that at face value were caused by accidents. But modern medicine does not yet recognize this relationship between the mind, emotions and body. To leave out the mental and emotional dimension of physical ailment is to practice poor medicine. The resolution of physical ailments often depends upon resolving that underlying mental and emotional root. But when it comes to back pain, it's pretty special. And that you're going to have to get way ahead of the times. You're going to have to understand that if you have back pain, you're going to have to solve that emotional root underneath it because it's about that emotional root. Injury can obviously cause back problems. I mean, you can break your back in an accident, right? But like I said before, there is an underlying emotional and mental reason why you'd be getting in an accident in the first place, and why that's the particular part of your body that would have the weakness in that accident, so that it's the part of you that would be injured. But, Injuring yourself like this and that's why you have back pain is in fact, by far and away the exception. Unless someone has no idea why they have back pain because it simply came on seemingly out of nowhere, people who suffer with back pain believe they were hurt or that the pain was brought on by a physical activity. And this is not actually the case. This moment of onset is simply where the pain started. But that doesn't mean that that's what caused the whole situation. You can think of it more like a trigger. In other words, there's always a reason why that is the moment of onset. Why that is the moment the pain started. And I can tell you, in fact I can promise you, that it's always related to that mental and emotional root that created the tension in that area of your body in the first place. This tension makes blood flow constrict and muscles and nerves and bones and tendons and ligaments in that area susceptible to setting off pain signals, as well as more susceptible to injury. You could consider this moment of onset the crisis point of escalation of the underlying mental and emotional issue. I'm going to give you an example. Let's say that there's a woman who feels super overwhelmed and super over responsible and super burdened by the fact that she has all of the responsibility for her children. Let's say that she's married to a man who takes almost no responsibility as a father. So let's say that she's got these two children and it's time for soccer practice and she's standing there looking at her husband who refuses to get up from the couch. He's just gonna keep watching TV. She knows that it doesn't matter what she does, he's not going to put any effort into watching the kids. So this woman feels obligated and resentful and she bulldozes all of that and simply gets her daughter ready because she needs to go to soccer practice, throws her in the car and drives her to soccer practice. Now, this whole dynamic that I've just talking about, about repression, right? of these emotions, creates a tension within her. So that area, her back, is already becoming tense and that tension is creating a lack of blood flow with that area of her body and all of this cascade of physiological effects, right? Now, as she's driving, she gets there, she pulls in and she goes around to the back of the car and she tries to pull the soccer equipment out of the car, a seemingly benign movement. And that's when, quote-unquote, she throws her back out. She's gonna tell the story, the pain is about me lifting the equipment out wrong. The pain is actually about feeling totally unsupported and unfairly burdened with responsibility in her home life. This moment is simply the moment that this repressed emotional problem in her life has reached a threshold, at which point the symptoms of the underlying problem begins. Some experts will tell you that back pain is your body's way of repressing and covering up and deflecting away from emotional pain. So it's basically your body's way of distracting you from emotional pain with physical pain. Now this can absolutely be one of the strategies that your internal parts use. I mean, if you have an internal part who's trying to protect you from really owning up to, admitting to, recognizing a lot of the painful emotional elements in your life, it could definitely be a deflection strategy, so I need you to consider that. But in general, physical pain happens as a result of the repression, right? denial, avoidance, escapism, of emotional and mental conditions over and over and over again. And through that process of repression, you're actually feeding that mental and emotional issue with energy. And so, it escalates until it eventually manifests physically. What this means is that most of the time, the escalation of that pattern into a physical manifestation is an escalation path specifically to try to get you to not be able to avoid the emotional and mental aspect of it anymore. Your being does this essentially so you can't repress it anymore, you're actually forced to resolve it. And the faster and more willing you are to get on board with this process and to actually resolve that underlying emotional and mental root, the faster this physical ailment, which is simply a manifestation of that, will resolve itself. Okay, so now that you get the basic premise of what's causing back pain, I'm going to give you several points about what to do if you're struggling with back pain. Point number one. Pain exists to draw your attention to what needs attention in order for resolution to occur. In fact, you could say that pain stands for pay attention, integrate now. Pain increases to make suppressing, denying, escaping or avoiding a problem impossible to do. A good way to visualize pain is to think of it like a crying child. It's a child that's desperate for you to make some sort of a change so that it can feel good. But in this case, that crying child is you. Your pain is crying out, telling you that you have to make a change in order for you to be in alignment, in order for you to feel good. If you aren't putting energy into actually discovering and resolving that emotional, mental root that underlies the ailment and you're simply taking pain medication, that's akin to taking a small child who's really crying and desperate because they have something that needs to be resolved and simply drugging them to sleep. All pain has a cause. You've got to find and resolve that cause if you want the pain to go away. The pain is not the problem in and of itself. In fact, it is the alarm bell that is alerting you to the problem. 2. In order to really accurately find that root cause of pain for you specifically in your back, you're going to have to talk to your back. I did a video a while back. It's called parts work. What is parts work and how to do it? In this episode, I explain that when you have a physical ailment, you have to talk to the part of your body that's having a problem. When it comes to back pain, you're gonna have to specifically talk to your back as a part of your body, as if your back itself is a separate entity. The other thing you're gonna talk to is your back pain. Now, it may surprise you, but they may be two separate entities. If you want to amplify that even further, you can talk to the part of yourself that is causing the back pain. Because oftentimes I have seen this when I've been helping people with their back pain, that there's a part of your unconsciousness that is in fact doing that intentionally to your back for some sort of positive aim. What it considers to be a positive aim. To learn how to do this, I want you to specifically watch that video. What is parts work and how to do parts work. Now, it may be of interest to note <laughs> that even though pain is an element of consciousness, and consciousness exists far beyond the brain, that on a physiological level, pain originates in the brain. So another part of you that you may want to talk to anytime you're in pain, regardless of whether it's emotional or physical, back pain or another type of pain, is your brain. 3. When it comes to back pain, you have to look in your life at what feels or seems totally unworkable. When something's unworkable, it implies that you're powerless to it staying the way it is. If you perceive something to be causing you pain or threatening to cause you pain on an emotional, mental or physical level, you need to change the situation so you can feel good again. If you believed that you could do this, if you believed that it was well within your control to change the situation and it wouldn't be super hard, you wouldn't get stressed and tense. If you believe whatever is causing that pain or is posing that threat to be unworkable, you immediately feel powerless. Now here's how this cascade begins you feel the sensation of being powerless, right? Which evokes the sensation of anxiety and anger, which you then repress. So with back pain, this entire experience of perceiving unworkability, that making you feel powerless and that perception of powerlessness making you feel anxiety and making you feel angry, that whole process gets repressed and that's why it begins to convert straight into back pain. What in your current life do you feel is totally unworkable? Name it directly. From there, all your energy should go towards consciously figuring out what to do about that perception of unworkability specifically. First of all, is it really unworkable? Maybe you can tell whoever's involved in the situation what you feel is unworkable, so that you draw their attention to it, so that they can problem solve it with you into something that is workable. Ask yourself, what could I try to do so that the situation that feels unworkable is workable instead? Only if it is truly unworkable, you can ask yourself, if I accepted that unworkability instead of simply accepting that my life will be painful, what would I do instead? Because so many unworkable situations are in fact lose-lose situations, it may benefit you to watch my video titled How to Win at a Lose-Lose No Win Scenario. 4. Consider that your back pain is your body screaming I can't or I won't when you refuse to be the one to do it. In other words, it's expressing a boundary that you refuse, for some reason, to assert. Back pain often suggests that you have a limit that you're not acknowledging, not admitting to, and not expressing. So the question is, what is really a no for you? What in the situation is really a can't or a won't? What personal truth can you not own up to because of fear of consequences of owning up to it? Another thing you got to consider is, is there a limit you have, but you're not going to acknowledge it or accept it, because it doesn't matter if you acknowledge it or accept it, it doesn't seem like it's a limit that you get to have. The reality is, a limit is not weakness. It is as unhealthy to ignore your limits as it is to never stretch them or invent ones that don't exist. You can't live a healthy life and bulldoze your limits. And a limit does not have to suggest that you are incapable. A limit can suggest that you're going to say no to something because saying yes to something is going to decrease your well-being. 5. People experiencing back pain are tense in their current life. Either it's a specific situation that is causing them to become tense or if you look at their personalities, they're tense people in general. So I need you to look at why, the why behind your tenseness in your life in general as well as figure out and resolve the contributing factors to that tension. For example, let's say that you find yourself in a crisis in life and so suddenly there's a threat to things you really care about. That will start to create this tension. You will become tense in a way to buffer yourself against the threat. Tension can be a way of guarding yourself. For another example, you might be a person who has a deep attachment to success. You put constant pressure on yourself to achieve and excel and work hard to accomplish everything by yourself, so as to avoid feelings of inadequacy and low self-esteem. When you become aware of the tension in your life specifically, ask yourself, how could I let go of that tension? How could that tension be changed into release or relaxation? 6. If you struggle with back pain, you got to take a serious look at control. See, back pain implies tension. Tension actually implies control. We tend to want to control situations when we perceive there to be a consequence if we don't control the situation? What might happen if you had no ability to control the current situation in your life that is causing you stress? I also want to note here, that because it is so common that people with back pain are taking on more than they really should, I want you to consider, in alignment with this little talk we're having on control, I want you to consider whether the help that you're giving other people or the support you're giving other people It's just a disguise for control. Because so often we take responsibility for other people's lives or we help them in some way and really it's not about help. It's really not about support. It's about the fact that we're taking charge and controlling the whole situation. Oh and by the way, we're doing this so we can avoid a consequence. Is there any way you could bring about what you want without resorting to control behaviors? Is there any way you could let go of control? 7. Back pain always, with no exceptions, means that you are bulldozing yourself or some part of yourself. What it means is, you're not acknowledging one of your no's. You're doing something, despite the fact that you don't want to do it. So often with back pain, this bulldozing is related to doing something for others, like serving or helping, that you don't want to do. In other words, this makes it a burden. When it comes to back pain, in recognizing what this emotional, mental root of it is, you have got to look at burden. What in my life feels like burden? And, talking about burden, this back pain that you experience tends to increase when you perceive that this supporting or this helping or this taking control of a situation or this responsibility you're taking shouldn't be on you. And yet it is. This leaves you carrying the weight of the world. To visualize this, imagine that you're on a walk with five other people and all five of these people has a backpack. And inside each of these backpacks is a critical supply for that particular trip that you guys are taking. So it's not really an option to not have any one of those backpacks, you see, because if any one of those backpacks gets left behind, then not only you, but the rest of the group lacks one of those critical supplies. I want you to imagine that as all five people are walking up the hill, one by one, all the other people just start to drop their backpacks. Of course they all have a valid excuse for why they're dropping the backpack, right? And they look at you and they say, well, can you carry it? Because leaving their backpacks behind means consequences for you and everyone else too, you put their backpacks on one by one. Until you buckle under the weight of the backpacks and the self-betrayal and the unfairness. If you struggle with chronic back pain, you might actually come to the realization that you have a lot of people in your life who are willing to drop the backpacks because they don't really have an issue with the consequence like you do. I mean, it may totally shock you, especially because it's really likely, to be completely honest with you, that if you struggle with chronic back pain, you're a little bit of a perfectionist. Other people aren't going to have the same standards. So you may not be okay with the consequence of having a house that's completely messy, but other people in your life may be totally fine with that consequence. So that leaves you to be the one to pick up everything. The two most common frequencies that I see, like visually see when I'm looking at somebody feeding into back pain, is obligation and resented responsibility. For more information about this, watch my video titled Bulldozing, the way to ruin your relationship with yourself. To resolve back pain, you've got to understand clearly why you are saying yes to burdens that are a no for you. And find another way to resolve the situation that's putting that burden on you, other than just taking on the burden. If you were to sum up the energy of the back on a metaphysical level, in terms of what it's doing in the body in general, it's support. (laughs) This means anytime that you have back pain, you've got to look at support, which is really the flip side of the coin of burden, isn't it? If you take on burden, The only way to really do that is support. But if you're experiencing back pain, do you really feel support? Anytime you experience back pain, you need to consider how unsupported you feel. Do you have support? Are you being enabled? Or are the people in your life doing the opposite? Are you bending over backward for other people? Are you afraid of or resistant to getting or accepting support? What support do you need? 9. A while back, I did a video. That video was called The Hidden Positive Intention, The Key to Letting Go. In that video, I explained that underneath these seemingly negative behaviors, underneath these negative symptoms, there is often a positive intention. This can absolutely be the case with back pain. By the way, some people call this a secondary or backdoor gain. If you're a person who feels burdened or hyper-responsible, like unfairly responsible, and like other people put everything on you. Back pain can serve as an excellent excuse to get people off your back or to get them to stop putting things on you that shouldn't be yours. It can also be a way of forcing rest or making time for yourself without feeling the usual guilt you feel for doing so, or getting out of obligations, or to solicit support from people or to force people to take back the responsibilities they should have already been carrying in the first place. I want you to take some time to really dive into seeing whether, instead of taking the time and energy to really face and express and resolve this emotional issue in your life, right? This problem. Whether back pain is simply serving as the way for you to remedy that problem. Basically, the back pain itself may in fact be a backdoor solution. The solution to this? Resolve that fear and resistance that you've got to solving this root, being emotional and mental root, directly and with other people, whoever needs to be involved, instead of doing this solution in a backdoor way. 10. Breathe into your back. This is a technique that singers in fact use. You can do this as a visualization. So taking very deep breaths, looking to oxygenate your body as much as possible, I want you to imagine, sense or feel that oxygen, that breath, going straight into the area that is affected. Breath is life force. And as I also said, it is a carrier of oxygen. Both are desperately needed to release stuckness and restore movement to an area where tension or injury has occurred. Many experts actually believe that the true physiological cause of back pain is actually oxygen deprivation. Essentially, it's oxygen deprivation to the specific tissues affected due to a lack of blood flow to them. Many have even succeeded in linking that it's the mind and subsequent emotions that signal the biological reaction that creates this reduction in blood flow and oxygen. This means you may even want to consider oxygen treatment if it's available in your area. 11. Now, this next point is going to shock you. Don't stay in bed and don't use a brace. These are two things that people with back pain want to do. But this often has the exact opposite effect that you want it to have. It can increase pain and stiffness and weakness as well as prolong recovery. Talking purely physically, your back needs blood flow in order to heal and blood flow does not occur when you're in stasis. It occurs when a muscle is contracting and expanding. It occurs with movement. You can begin with things like stretching and walking, gradually resuming normal activity in conjunction with a decrease in your pain. The fear of physical activity or the fear of movement is a very real thing when it comes to suffering back pain. Anybody who's had back pain can tell you that. I mean, it becomes like a panic about moving because it is such an intense experience on a physiological level. Right? So this fear can create this kind of a loop that actually enhances back pain. But, that being said, I'm not a fan of bulldozing. So I'm gonna tell you that that fear of movement has to be worked with, instead of simply bulldozed. Since we're on this point, as counterintuitive as this is going to sound, it may be of interest to you that there are a great many experts on back pain, who actually believe that the solution to back pain is to act completely normal. In other words, many experts believe that the solution to overcoming back pain is to stop playing into the physiological pain conversion pattern that so often, is at the root of back pain. Because this is such a radical approach to back pain and that's something physiological, I would rather you just study that on your own, if you're interested in this type of way of dealing with back pain. If I'm right, um, the man who is perhaps the most public about his perception on this being the solution to back pain, would be Dr. Sorno. Yes, so if you look him up, you can find a lot of other experts on back pain that actually agree with him but I think that would probably be the one that is the most out there. But I'm going to ask you to do something today. You ready for this? I want you to imagine today that you simply acted as if nothing was going on and resumed your normal activities, and as a result, your back pain went away entirely. What would you be afraid would or wouldn't happen? I want you to really sit with that. I mean, sit with that experience where you imagine that you did everything just normally as if you didn't have back pain and your back pain went away. Just, just sit with how that would make you feel for a minute. Because this is something when I have clients who come to me with back pain that I have them do. I'm gonna give you an example of how this goes so you can see why I want you to try this. I asked one of my clients this question, to his surprise he felt afraid and let down. His answer was, oh my god, I'm afraid that if my back pain just goes away just like that right now, I'm gonna go right back to saying yes to financially supporting my ex-girlfriend and helping her whenever she asks and keep putting up with instead of changing this dysfunctional dynamic we have going. As you can imagine, he was completely shocked by this being his answer to what he thought on a conscious level he would want, which is for the back pains to just go away. So doing this exercise, imagining that resuming all your activities, imagining that following you know the advice of these experts who believe that this is the way to do it, if you did that and it just went away, why would that be so bad? Often, will give you everything you need to know about that emotional and mental root that is underneath your back pain. 12. In order to introduce the experience of support to your system, right, so you're feeding that frequency of support, you can try physical treatments that you feel called to. Things like relaxation techniques, magnet therapy, acupuncture, physical therapy, stretching, nerve stimulation, heat or cold therapy, physical manipulation or massage. Simply be aware that the physical treatments do not resolve the underlying root of the problem and that many experts even go so far as to say that when no structural problem is present, physical treatments of any kind are either placebo or perpetuate the problem due to it feeding the psychological to physical pain conversion pattern. Back pain may just be the physical ailment to lead people, hopefully one day doctors, into the awareness of the mind-body connection. Your back is being used constantly It's in fact a very tough part of the body that is constantly in use in day-to-day life. It's perfectly capable of setting boundaries you won't set, sticking by personal truths that you refuse to stick by, maintaining your authenticity and setting limits you won't set. By consciously integrating this rather tough aspect of your being, (laughs) you can live a life that is in integrity. You can live a life that is in alignment with your yeses instead of bulldozing your nose. You can live a life without back pain. (laughs) Have a good week. If you liked this video, be sure to share it, like it, and also subscribe to my channel so you can see more content like this. But I want to personally thank you for taking the initiative and having the bravery to step into the space of awareness, not only for yourself, but for the benefit of those around you.